Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. You're joining us in the third week of our series, More Than Believers, The Making of a Disciple. Uh, Matthew led last week, and he did such a good job. I was so Happy to have him speak and explain the foundations and that foundations matter. You guys see his hat? You guys know what it says? It says dump him. Oh my gosh, so fresh, so clean. That's our new LYC motto. That's our new LYC motto. Just dump him. Just kidding. Um, Guys, I'm excited to be here tonight. Um, Like I said, a little recap for you. We've been in a series called More Than Believers talking about what does it mean to be a disciple. Very simply, I'm going to kind of go back through the series we've been in. To be a disciple is to be an apprentice of Jesus who is committed with Jesus in order to watch, committed to follow him, watch him, listen, learn from Jesus for the purpose of practicing his ways and becoming like him. That's what it's like to be a, to be a disciple. We want to be more than a believer. Many people are believers, but Jesus is calling us to be disciples. So we started this series, and we said that Jesus calls all of us to be his disciple, that being a disciple is a choice we must make, and that being a disciple is more than a confession, but it's a commitment to follow him. And last week, Matt talked about the foundations of discipleship that are, anybody remember? The love of God, the finished work of Jesus, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is something we need to remember, to stir up, to remind ourselves of our foundations, because the enemy wants to take out our foundations. So we need to remember those are our foundations and something that we should build our lives on. Amen, amen. All right, uh, tonight we're going to continue in a series. We're going to talk about what the, pra- what the practices of discipleship are. These are the things that we must do if we're going to be a a disciple of Jesus. So can I have some help? I need a volunteer. Who knows how to play um, electric guitar? I'm going to go Isaac. Isaac, can I have you? Is Isaac down here? He left. Oh, can you come up here and be my volunteer? You're you're totally on the spot, dude. You don't even know what I'm about to do. I'm about to, like, knee you in the head in front of everybody and raise you back because Jesus heals, not me. All right, um, can we unmute, first of all, the keys? Come over, come over here first, actually. We're going to do keys first. All right, so you guys know Isaac. He shreds on guitar, but he also is pretty good at keys. Really good at keys. Really amazing, right? Am I right? That's right. Uh, how long have you been playing keys? Uh, about four, years. four years. How often do you practice or play? How often do you pro- just play? Every day. Can you just play like 10, 15 seconds of something? I know this is on the spot, so maybe it's spontaneous. I hope you're not nervous. Look at me. It's just me and you up here. But for the purpose of this, can you just play like something really, really, really awesome, really unique? Okay. So this man can play keys. All right. Can you hold, can you hold this microphone for me? Okay. I'm... Okay, I've also never played keys. Okay, so watch how good I am. Ready? Here, hold this for me. All right, guys, I didn't show him up. Okay, let me just say that. He is a much better piano player than I am. I am bad. Okay, 
so Isaac, can you come over here and on your electric guitar that you just shredded on during worship? And can you play something really awesome? I hope this is not just so infuriating. Like, I don't, I don't know how to play guitar, so I'm like, can you play something really awesome? I don't know what I would do. Is the electric good? Can you just, 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 just play something, a couple notes or whatever? Alrighty. I don't know if I'll, if I'll play the guitar, but I'm just going to... Um, can I try to play the guitar? Okay. I promise. Okay. Hold this. I'll be very careful. Hold that. Are we good? this. Alrighty, so it's pretty obvious. I've never played keys and I've never played guitar. Isaac, how long have you been playing guitar? You can have a seat. Three years. How often do you play? I mean, you pretty play consistently. Like you, yeah. So uh, I'll tell you this. Isaac has spent more time playing guitar and keys than I have into this, up until this point. So in a, in a lot of ways, wait, actually, I have one more thing. Nick, how, what's your bench? 250 is what you said. 250? 225. 225. Okay. Uh, anybody else like another uh, bench? Ben, do you, you, you live? No. What? No. What's your bench? What's your max? Yeah. 205. Anybody beat 205? 215? Not me. I'll tell you that. Um, so, Matt, you're, you're like 290, like your bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Nick, 225 is what you said? So, how long have you been going to the gym? The gym, working out, four plus years. Could you have done that on your first day going to the gym, right? So, uh, if you guys know what I'm talking about today, I'm talking about um, practice makes progress. Okay, so if you're looking at these examples, uh, it's not that they're better than me as people. It's not that they're just like gifted with this skill that they, it's just not a superpower. They have practiced, they have been consistent, they've let time be the things that allow for the growth and the skill and the ability and just the quality of what they're doing. I, an example, I'm not lifting every day. So I'm not going to I'm not going to like think I can do that just like naturally. I'm not playing keys, I'm not playing guitar, and I think if we can see those examples this is this is like a realization that I want you guys to have. We need to be disciplined people. We need to have habits, good habits because here's the truth. We have habits. Let's just be honest. Like you have a habit of sleeping in late. You have a habit of staying up too late. You have a habit of talking back to your parents when you shouldn't. You have a habit of disrespect. You have a habit of um, whatever you want to say. So we have, just naturally, some of us have bad habits. And what I want for us to look at tonight is really the disciplines of a disciple. 
a discipline of uh, someone who's following after Jesus. So the title of today's message is Practice Makes Progress. We live in a culture where people want a lot of things. People want to be a lot of things. People want a lot of things. But a lot of people are not willing to do what is required. We want things to be automatic and automated rather than embracing the time and the work that it takes to achieve or even arrive to a certain place. So who wants to be like good at something? I want to be good at a lot of stuff. I want, who wants to get closer to God and understand more of God? Let's go, right? We could defeat ourselves by being like, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I just, like, I'm just not good at this. I'm just, I just, I'm just right here. But I feel like we failed to realize that the problem isn't I'm just this way. It's that I haven't given myself the time, the choice being made that I'm going to choose to try this, to keep going. Because I used to think this. I used to think that God had like favorites. I used to think like God had like superhero Christians who just were born that way and were just like, they were born and like they just knew the whole Bible word for word and the baby as a crib. And, and, and as a baby in their crib, they were just like, I know the Bible and everything in it. And I really like, and I used to think like, dang, like why am I not as good as them? Why, why don't I understand as much as them? Why don't I like have this maturity? Why am I not as close to God as they are? Is he just like, am I just like a nobody to him? Am I just like not, his, not one of his favorites? Like, like what is that? And I realized that um, getting closer to God is, is desiring to get closer to God, is seeking to get closer to God, is, is getting into his word, because you can't know his voice if you don't know what he said. You can't get into his, you can't know what he wants to say to you without going into this thing. And I know we don't read our textbooks in school. I didn't, at least. I don't know about you, but I, I didn't read my textbooks in school. But like... <laughs> We, we have the manual for life. And we, I think it's safe to say we're, we're a culture of people that don't know it. Don't know, like we know some things. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, there's so much gold in these nuggets that, that we've acquired. And, 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 and going to church and, and hearing sermons and all these moments that we've had. But there's so much more that God wants to do in your life that is beyond a Wednesday or a Sunday. He's a God of all days of the week. So let's give him those days of the week. So um, like I was saying, people want things to be automatic and automated. We want more money, but don't want to work or save. We want an amazing body and health, but we don't want to eat healthy, rest, or exercise. We want friends, but don't want to be friendly with others. We want things to grow and get better, but don't do anything to help that. We want all of God's blessing, hear this, but none of his commandments. Godly outcomes without godly input. That's the key. You want godly out, 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 um, outcomes? We need to put in godly input. Somewhere along the way in the journey, we've thought that following Jesus and being a disciple is effortless and it's just in neutral. Can I tell you what happens in, in a car that's in neutral? It don't take much before it's going to move backwards or you know, it might be touched a little bit, but we can't just be in this neutral position. We need to do things that are going to motivate us, move us closer to him in the right direction. We think sometimes that this, uh, this, this discipleship journey is just something that's effortless. And then like this transformation in our lives, 
uh, is all just like, I'm just going to sit back, relax, and God's just going to sprinkle this fairy dust over me. And I'm just going to wake up one day and be like a foot taller and a better looking Christian. And um, it hasn't happened for me yet, but I'm just, <laughs> um, no, but we think that th- th- it's just going to happen like by itself. But we really do have to see that it's not passive. This relationship, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with Ari is not like this passive one that's just like, I don't interact with her. She's my wife. I am in a relationship with her. So we are people who communicate to one another, who, who, who talk. Like, there's this relationship that takes I'm like work. My relationship with my wife, there's work involved in marriage. There's work involved in friendships. Because sometimes you don't always agree with one another. I'm talking about a friendship. So what we have to see is that there's, there's a point to make in our lives. There's a point that we have to realize that I have to make the choice. I have to go to the gym if I want to be strong. If I want to shred on guitar, I have to learn how to, I'll have to learn what one note is. And there's this time that's going to take place when you're learning one note and another and another and another. And you have all these notes and you're going to put them together. You're going to know all these workouts and you're going to build different muscles. And you're going to, you're going to grow. We can't be people who think that we're always going to be this way. We should be people who are desiring to not be this way forever. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be, I, I, would, I don't want to be 23 forever. If I was 16, I wouldn't always want to be 16 forever. Because your mentalities, your mindsets of a 16-year-old or whatever, like, it would be crazy to think the 16-year-old version of yourself is going to be the exact same person when you're 42. That would be ridiculous. And please tell me that's not what it's going to be. But, I mean, I think the truth is, and Pastor Brandon has talked about this in a message of his, that you, like, you don't graduate without doing the work. If, you go to a cl- if you're in a class, like I know some classes are like, hey, we'll just pass you whatever, just try your best. But like, if this is graduate level, level school. If you don't do the work, you're not going to pass. You're not going to grow. You're not going to graduate. You're not, like, there, there's this progression that we are on here. And I want to be a person who grows in the things of God. And I want to be a person who is more than just a believer, but a disciple. And that's what I want for you. So can you go to a Bible verse with me? Do you guys want to go and open the Bible? We have our Bible on the screen. If you guys brought your Bible and journal and notes and taking notes, get yourself a free item from the store. So uh, join with me in 1 Timothy 4, verses 7 through 8. We're going to open up the Word today. It says, Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead... Train yourself to be godly. Pause there. Go back. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Does the phrase train yourself seem like it's an action? Or does it seem like it's just something that happens naturally? It sounds like an action. So we got to be people who are training ourselves to be godly. Go to the next verse. Verse 8. Thank you. Physical training is good. Right? Like going to the gym is nice. But training for godliness is much better. I know there's a lot of people out here in this world that make this life all that there is. 
I'm going to the gym. I'm going to get the biggest muscles. I'm going to get the, the best job. I'm going to get all the money. But here's, here's the realization that there's a hole in our heart that things of the world can't fill, that only God can fill. So, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to read it again too. But training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and the life to come. This is the life that Jesus wants us to live, but also offers for us to live. Because the the amazing thing about our God, Jesus, is that he's giving us salvation, eternal life with him in heaven. But also he's saying, I also have a good life for you today. I, I, I have good stuff for you now and forever. And accepting and receiving that is th- that's life of a disciple. And that's what we want to have. Not just the eternal life, which is, I mean, honestly, I want the eternal life. But there's also this gift of the now, the gift that he wants benefits in this life. But we got to train up. We got to be, tr- be ones who are training for godliness because it is much better. So how do we train to be godly? Like I was talking about, we are, without even realizing, we have habits. And you are a product of your habits and your daily decisions. Your uh, consistent choices are changing the trajectory of your transformation. What you do is making an impact on, on, on things. Like, I, I can't be, be a person who, who doesn't, uh, I, I can't be someone who doesn't think that, like, if I don't do something, like, I have to realize that there's input and output. There, if I, I'm going to do something, something's going to happen. And indecision, even, even like saying I'm not going to make a choice, even in not making a choice, you're still making a choice. There's still something that's going to happen. And, and for us to be people of, of Jesus, to be people who are disciples, we have to be a person who is going to reflect the habits of Jesus. Jesus invites his disciples to embrace the habits, the patterns, the practices that reflect his way and his living and his overall lifestyle. I wish it was as simple like Jesus said in Matthew 14, verse 1, that, hey, uh, you, Sebastian, I know you're going to read this in a couple thousand years. Uh, this is how I want you to live Da, 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 da. Point one, I wish Jesus had like point one, don't be an idiot. Uh, point two, again, don't be an idiot. I'm like, okay, cool, I finally get it. Um, but like the Bible doesn't have point one, point two, point three. We do, but we, like, the Bible doesn't have point one, two, and three. So we have to look at the life of Jesus to see how we're supposed to live, see what kind of habits we're supposed to have. We're supposed to reflect the habits of Jesus, and this is why we need to know the Bible. This is why we need to know scripture, the story of Jesus. This is point number one. Throw it on the screen. Disciples have spiritual disciplines. Disciples have spiritual disciplines. If you're going to be a disciple, you must embrace the lifestyle and practices that Jesus had. I remember being probably in middle school, high school, and being like, I'm a Christian, but not that kind of Christian. I'm a Christian, but I'm not like I actually should have said, I'm a Christian, but I'm not like really actually practicing and I'm not really actually 
like reading my Bible and I'm actually really not like listening to worship music. And I'm, like, I don't want us to be people like that. I want us to be people who are saying like, I have a discipline. I, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get worship music in my head. I'm going to fill my heart with godly things because your habit, you have habits. You are filling your body and your mind and your heart with something without realizing it. We've let culture, movies, entertainment, music, these things are filling us. But if we can be honest and look at actually what these things and how they are affecting us, I really want us to see that they actually are hurting us more than they're just fun and enjoyable. And it's not just, uh, it's just whatever. So spiritual disciplines are daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly practices that give God access to your life so that he can do what only he can do. Some examples I'll give you are the studying of the Bible, knowing what it says. And, and I know like some of us just don't like to read. Like I, I know some of y'all don't like to read. I don't like to read all the time. Like, I'll say it, there's, there's so much, like, I also love technology at the same time because there's, like, I can listen to the Bible. That's really good. I, I like doing that. Um, there's this um, artist named, uh, they, his thing is called Streetlights, and he literally took, like, scripture and put a beat to it, and it's, like, it's like a, it's like a song. So it's, like, a, like a, it's reading scripture to you. I'm going to have to show you all uh, what it is. But, like, that would be a great way to, like, could you imagine how cringe, like, I'm explaining it, and I know what it's like, but I wonder if y'all are hearing it, it's like, in the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. That's kind of fire. That's kind of fire. Let's throw a beat. I'm going I'm to go. That's right. And uh, so, sorry, what, that's so off topic. But what I'm saying is, uh, look up streetlights if you have a hard time listening to, uh, reading the Bible, but also you like music. Streetlights. It's the Bible, and, and you just look at the Bible verse, or Bible chapter. So a study of scripture would be an example of a habit that we can have. Prayer and fasting, a discipline that we should have. Worship, silence, and solitude. It's, it's, it's really important for us to realize that spiritual growth and maturity, maturity is not something that we can do, but something that we need God to do and work in us. We need, we need to realize that God has work he needs to work in our, in our lives. He needs to chisel away at some things. He needs to, to, to renew our mind, to cleanse our heart. We need to give him access to this, though, in a way, and, and, and it can feel kind of silly, but like opening our, our heart and our minds and, and just realizing that, that there's work that God needs to do in our life and then giving him the ability and the access to do it. Just like you can't make yourself taller or shorter, or, you know, or just, you know, just automatically have really big muscles. Um, you can't make yourself more godly. Only God has the power through his Holy Spirit to change and transform uh, you and I from the inside out. And we need these spiritual disciplines in order to give God full access of our lives. You know, I love it because... I heard a pastor once say that we read the Bible because we need the Bible to read us. And we need to allow the Bible to have an insight into our, our own hearts and our own minds. And for God to speak to us, because God wants to speak to us through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, all scripture, talking about the Bible, 
is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I, I love when stuff just kind of explains itself. Maybe that's just my simplistic mind sometimes. Like, I, like thing, I like when things are like, hey, here it is. I love that scripture verse so much because it just explains itself. What's, what's, the, what's this word for? What's this book for? All scripture, all of it is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. We need this word. We need it uh, to, to be in our minds, to be in our hearts, to see that it's, it's doing something on us on the inside. And it's consistency. It's consistency in it. It's, it's a habit that is daily. The, the Bible says that, that Jesus, as was his habit, went to the Father. It speaks of Jesus and his youth knowing the scriptures, knowing the, what we know as the Old Testament, knowing the word, study, being a studier of scripture. He could quote, and I know that he, he is the word, so it's, it's his word, but it, it's, it's a reflection that we get to see and look at that is, oh, we, that's a habit that we need to have like Jesus had. And again, we have ups and downs. We have, I'm really high on the Lord. I'm really, I'm kind of far away from God. We have, we have kind of these ups and downs of life, but really what we want to be, as disciples, as people who are consistently, and it's a lifestyle change. It's not just a seasonal thing. It's not just like, hey, when Christmas comes around, you know what I'm singing. What's a, what's a Christmas song? I'm drawing a blank. The Christmas song, yes. Um, but we're, I, I'm not just a seasonal Christian. When Christmas comes around and Santa Claus is out, I'm like, oh, yeah, God. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I want us to be people who are, hey, it's an everyday, month to month, week to week, day to day thing. I'm, I have God on my mind. I'm asking God. I'm talking to God in my mind. We, we get to really communicate with God in this way, and we should do it as our practice daily, daily reading scripture, daily letting his, the worship music get into our minds and our hearts. So let's not be wishy-washy. Let's not be people who are up and down, but are allowing change, real change, to allow us to grow and sharpen us. Throw it on the screen. Point number two, disciples have better patterns and habits. What, what I want to be and what I want you to say is I want, you, I want to be a disciple who has better habits and patterns. Spiritual disciplines are not a seasonal thing, like I was already saying, but we should be people who are fixing our habits. I have a hard time with this. Okay, I want to replace that with this. An easy one would be like cussing. So if you have a habit of cussing, what you need to replace that with is, I need a habit of self-control over my words. I need a, I need a if I have a, a, a habit of anger or frustration, I'm easily frustrated, I'm easily angered. I need a habit of peace, of self-control. 
It's, these, it's switching these things out for the other. And Pastor Brandon spoke on it a couple weeks ago. I'm just reminded of it. But remember those books that he had? That we have the library of our heart and our lives? So we have, you know, the book of this, the book of this, and, you know, different sins and different things, different habits. We replace one, and it fills with a godly, godly one. We have to be people who are allowing God to work on our hearts so that we're just replacing the habits that we've just fallen into. It's so, oh, it's so easy to do what you want to do. It's so easy to just, like, be selfish. It's so easy to lie. It's so easy to steal. It's so easy to be disrespectful. It's so easy to get what I want because that's what I want. It's so easy to disobey. It's so easy to just, it's just a little lie. But we can't be people who are just, because it's easy. I'm just telling you. Galatians 6, verse 7 through 9, it says this. Don't be deceived. It also says this in this translation. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not get tired of doing what is godly. Let's not get tired of the habits, the rhythms, and the choices of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I want that. I want that so bad. And I want for us to, to want that as well. So I want things to work out. I want things to get better. I had this thought when I was driving one day. It was just kind of like a silly thought, but it was like, oh, it kind of applies to this. You know, like how cold it's been recently? Like it's kind of been cold this year, right? All right, Minnesota, really, it's still got snow up there. All right, for us, us Southerners, um, it's cold. And it's just like this, like, it's cold without the snow. Like, I, I want the snow if it's this cold. It's kind of disrespectful. It's like, you don't show up, but not going to really show up. So I had this thought when I was um, uh, driving or getting ready to get my car. Plus, I have leather seats. I don't know if you know this, but, like, leather seats in the cold don't mix. It's like, oh, gosh, it's really chilly. I just thought that it's cold. It feels like it's going to be cold forever. When is it going to get warm again? And I just had this reminder that it is cold. It feels like it's going to be cold forever, but I know that it's not always going to be cold. I know that the spring is going to come. I know that summer is going to be here. And in the same way, when we got dark times, we got hard times, we got hard seasons, we got seasons where we're just mad, we're just frustrated. We got seasons of life in which it's just dark and gloomy and cold. Bad things keep happening. It keeps getting worse. I keep getting more frustrated. It feels like it's going to be like this forever. But in that same way, because, because of the hope that we have in God, the hope that we have in Jesus, I can remind myself that it will not always be this way. And it's those kind of habits and rhythms that you get to have and that you get to have hope and remember that there's better that's going to come. There's hope that we get to have in God. Philippians 1.6 says this, that God is faithful and will bring to completion. I messed that up. And I'm certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Leave it up there. You know, I'm so glad this is in the Bible because it's such like, oh, thank God, you're not gonna like give up on me because I'm just a mess up and a screw up. 
there's so much grace and so much love that God really has for us, but we need to have that be a motivator to us to make better and right decisions. God is faithful to finish the work he started. You know that he started a work in you? Do you know that he started? He, he has started something in you. And realize that, that when we're, I mean, he's faithful to complete it. He's faithful to complete it. And that should be something that is just, oh my God, God. You like me? Oh God, wow. You like love me? God, like you like believe in me. Okay, well, because of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk in that. I'm gonna walk in that. You know, like it's, you know, when our, our mom, like our moms believe in us. Our, pa- our parents believe in us. Like it feels good to feel like they believe in us. I know for some of y'all, y'all might have a hard time right now with your parents, and I understand how that can get skewed sometimes. But what I want to say is, it feels good to have someone believe in you. It it should be a reminder that's, oh yeah, that's right. I can, someone, I can do this. Remember that God is he 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 just wants so badly for you to realize that His grace and His love and His plans and His promise is on your life. So walk in it. Get up and walk in it. I want to just lastly, as I, as I close, uh, just give you this. Community is essential. Point number three, community. Good community is essential. And we as, as disciples, we need to be realizing that the things around us, the people that we have around us, those are making an impact on our life. And that disciples surround themselves with others who are also living for Jesus. Hebrews 10.25 says this. It says, Do not forsake the gathering of yourself together, as in the manner of some, but as you see in the last days, all, all the more consider one another to stir each other up. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Go to the next one, Proverbs 13.20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. I wish I had this shown to me when I was 15. It would, got, it would have saved me from so much trouble because I associated with some fools. If I just would realize that my friends, some of my friends are actually leading me down a, a path I, I shouldn't walk down, but I should be someone who's walking with wise and seeing that I will also become wise because of it. First Corinthians 15 33 says this, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. And again, a lot of our struggle really is the influence patterns and habits that we aren't even aware of sometimes. Our phones are a bad influence on us sometimes. The habit of our phone is a bad influence on us sometimes. What do we do when we first wake up? We check Instagram, we check this, we do this, we do this. I'm not going to assume all of y'all do that. I know, I know some of y'all picking up that, that Bible and just waking up and doing like, I, yeah. I'm talking to myself and also some others in the room. We wake up, what's the first thought on our mind? Oh, school sucks. Oh my gosh. Oh, my phone. Oh gosh, that thing that's happening. Oh, I got to eat lunch today. Psych, actually, I'm hyped that I got to whatever. Like we so easily have trained ourselves uh, to go to our phone more than we go to God, more than we go to the things of God. More, we, we train ourselves. What are we doing when we get in the car? Oh, I want to play my favorite song. It just turns me up. 
man, it's so, I'm telling you, this, this music, it, it's, it's hype. It's fun. It plays on your emotion. It, it, you feel something because of this music. It has an influence on you. You know what I love to do? Uh, when I was in high school, I used to love listening to sad music and then end up sad and be like, why am I sad? <laughs> this is ridiculous. We, it's so ridiculous. If someone was like, hey, I got this thing, it's going to make you sad, but it sounds cool. It sounds good. You want it? <laughs> no. But like, guys, it's these kinds of habits, these kinds of influences that are affecting us. We need to be people of the light, not people of the dark. And I know we can't be this half in, half out. If you're not living for God, you're living for the world. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Death too old and living in this new life. What the enemy wants to do is one, take out your foundations, but also remind you of your past. He wants you to remind you of, hey, you're still a screw up and you still don't get it right and you still are awful. That's what the enemy wants to do. But God is like, hey, you're, you're mine. You're my, you're my child. I love you. Like, I want to help you walk in this way. I want to help you understand that living for me is good. I want to help you walk with you. I want to like walk with you with this. I want to carry you through this sometimes. Not sometimes, but when we go through hard times, he wants to carry us through it. You guys understand what I'm saying. But God wants to walk us, walk with us, show us that there are things that are destroying us, things that are just in a real way, like just taking little holes out of us. And God's like, no, no, no. You don't realize this, but I'm like, I'm doing something good. You don't realize that this kind of hurts and you're kind of limiting yourself because you're not hanging out with those people. You're not saying this as much. You're not participating. You're unfollowing that person. You feel like you're going to miss something out on this because you've unfollowed them. Oh my goodness. You're not going to listen to this music. You're going to feel like, oh, I lost something. That's what the enemy wants you to think, that because living for Jesus is a loss. No, no, no. Living for Jesus is a win, is a victory, is real victory. So choose to live for Jesus. Choose to realize that things do affect you. Choose, wake up to the reality that there is something that wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life and wake up to the realization that, oh, I can grab a hold of help. I can grab a hold of the help that's being offered to me. God is trying to help you in this world that we live in. He loves you. He wants to help you. He believes in you. Do you believe in him? Do you want to be more than a believer? Do you want to be a disciple? living fully, walking in his ways. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'm standing here today because I've sat in your seats. I didn't think God wanted my life. I didn't think he was going to do something in my life. I didn't think that, you know, uh, that's for everybody else, but not for me. I, I don't know. I, don't, I got bad reception over here. I, I'm not really connecting well with you. Sometimes my mom's making me come to youth because I've been kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you can't, you, you don't want to talk to me. No, no, no. I'm not a special Christian. I'm not a special person. I just realized that God wants to do something in my life and I want him to do something in my life. So rather than trying to figure that out on my own, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to him. I'm gonna walk beside good community. I'm gonna try to get around good people who have, who have more wisdom than I do. I'm gonna try to fill my ears with his word and, and, and worship and praise him and spend time in silence and allow myself to have an open heart. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. 
Thank you so much for listening.